So often the church gets bad press, and it was wonderful yesterday to see the church getting some good press, wasn't it? And, and what a, what a mix, what a range of different things. But on, actually on this particular day, the news wasn't necessarily good. I mean, the conclusion at the end in the message version is, others joke, they're drunk, they're drunk, not even drunk on nice wine, drunk on cheap wine. You know, it's early in the morning, apparently, and, and these guys are falling around all over the place, and chaos has ensued. I, I wonder if there are, is there anyone here who speaks a different language other than English? Raise a hand. Right, all of you stand up just for a moment. Uh, if you can say, um, Jesus is Lord, in whatever language that you speak, that would be really helpful. If you can't say that, um, say something else that's interesting and uplifting. <laughs> All right? After three. One, two, three, go. Did you? Well, we got the Jesus bit, didn't we? Fantastic. Have a seat. You know, this must have been pretty confusing. Suddenly, they're up in the other room, and there's, they're trying to find words to describe what is going on. It seems like there's, there's tongues of fire coming down and resting on them. It seems like, or as it is, maybe if you read the Old Testament, maybe it actually was tongues of fire coming down and resting on them. I don't know. And there's this wind that is filling the whole space. And it's not just a little bit noisy. It is a violent wind. It is rocking the whole place such that people from outside the building come to see what is going on. At the point that they arrive, it doesn't actually say this in the text, I imagine they all, at that point, decide they have to share the gospel, and they're probably in an upper room without a balcony, a, a, a banisters thing. So they all come charging out. No wonder everyone thought they were drunk, as 120 crazy Holy Spirit-filled men and women suddenly decide to share the gospel. And they're doing so in languages that five minutes ago they weren't speaking. Or maybe the translation is happening in the gap. I don't know. We don't get told. But either way, everyone from every language under the sun gets to hear and understand what is going on. Are you feeling that passionate about sharing the gospel? <laughs> that you have to charge out of your kitchen and find the nearest person and, and declare to them in tongues or in French or in Finnish or in Chinese, or whatever it is that you speak, that actually Jesus Christ is Lord. That he's paid for our sin. That he's made a way where there was no way. And it comes across that they're drunk. It comes across that things have got a little bit chaotic. And you know, sometimes in churches what we want is a nice bit of order and we'd quite like to keep the Holy Spirit tucked away in a corner sometimes and mention him once a year. But you know, this is not a once a year thing. This is not a remembrance. It's not even a remembrance like breaking bread where we are remembering an event that happened then. It is a continuous outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Jesus died once for all, but the Holy Spirit 
in the Old Testament gets poured out on particular people at particular times for particular reasons. But in the New Testament, everything changes. It's on all people, for all time, in all places, of all nations, of all languages. No wonder there's this sudden rush to explain Jesus. And we've got different ways of doing it, haven't we? You know, we've got different church traditions, we've got different kind of flavours of how we worship, but Jesus is Lord. This is what they were so excited about. This is what consumed their hearts. This is what got them out of that building and onto the streets. It's really interesting that then Peter stands up and explains and he quotes Joel. And it seems if you look back at the passage just before, you know, everything's a mess. It's a dry land. It's famine. There's not enough food. There's not enough to go around. There are an oppressed people. But then, and then the day of the Lord, I will pour out my Spirit drenching you, drenching the land, pouring out like fresh rain upon the people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see see visions. You know, the wonderful thing about this story, this reality, is it's for all of us. Young and old, rich and poor, men and women, the little ones that we have in our churches, in our families, is for them. Not when they get grown-ups, but now. And they can speak to us. And if you're feeling kind of old and cranky and your joints are a bit, you know, need a bit of WD-40 or whatever it might be, you don't get off too easy on this passage either. You know, even if you can't get out of your chair, and I guess you've got here, so you must be able to get a little bit out of your chair, but even if you're at the point where you can't get out of your chair, you've still got a job to do. The Holy Spirit's for you. And you can pray, your kingdom come, thy kingdom come, for your street, for your family. And you can see it happen. As a friend of mine used to say, there's no retirement in the kingdom. You simply get retired for a different job. As in a new set of tyres, in case you didn't get it the first time. So it's for all, young and old, rich and poor, men and women. But there's also this prophetic element. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And as we've been thinking about thy kingdom come, you know, this is a, this is a prophetic thing. That we look at the world and we see something different. We look at the communities that we're part of and we see that they can be different with Jesus. And we get to play our part. We get to say, your kingdom come, Lord, in this place. You know, the Archbishop of Canterbury has stood up and said, you know, it's actually not good enough that people in this country don't have housing. It's not good enough that there's still food banks, increasingly food banks. And we get to play our part in helping to solve that. To make it a different world. A world where the king is king. And his people are fed and loved and looked after. In a minute, 
we're going to sing another song and we're just going to be quiet and still and it might be that the band sings over us at that point. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but it'll be a chance to respond because actually this is also personal. It's personal for, for us as individuals as well as corporately. You know, and whichever, whichever church, family you're part of, I don't want you to leave here today without having met, without having received afresh from the Holy Spirit today. You know, this passage talks about signs and wonders. About there being things that are tangible, that we see are different. And the last bit, the last bit as Peter quotes it in Acts is this. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, whichever church family we're part of, we're all actually in the same business, aren't we? We're in the business of Jesus, who's doing the work of the Father. We're doing the commission that he's given us, which is to go and make disciples of all nations and teaching them to obey everything that he's commanded. That other people would know him too. That's our business. That's the business of Pentecost. So when we, when we say, Lord, come and pour out your spirit, it's not a selfish act. It's an act that says more here so that there's more there. Come and pour yourself into me more of your Holy Spirit here so that I can overflow more in each and every place that I go. Whenever we have one of these kind of shared events, I always think it's, it's really important just to say a couple of things out loud so that we've heard them and we can kind of agree on them together. And, and, I, and I hope we can. The first is this, is that we happen to be in All Saints Church building today, but there is one church. It's the church of which Jesus is the head. Yeah? Even the dog agrees. <laughs> yes, it's true. You know, all, all the rest of it is just departments. There's one church around the world of which Jesus Christ is the head. You know, All Saints is, is just the department of the main event. And we're kingdom people. We're people who together pray, your kingdom come. This means it's not about us. It's not about our particular location or department. I'm going to preach harder because the dog's getting excited. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be too excited because we could be here for like an hour. <laughs> I've, I've upset him, clearly. <laughs> it's actually, it's a holy dog. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> you know, we are kingdom people. Together we pray as Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come. You know, that means that he's the king of the kingdom, not me. 
and not you. And it's his kingdom, not mine. It's not my church, it's his, and his church is worldwide. So whenever we do these things, even if they're part of our own kind of local department, we're joining with something much bigger, where he's the head. And to pray your kingdom come, as we've been invited to do, is to keep on saying yes to Jesus. And no to the things that are not about Jesus. To keep on saying yes to his kingdom coming, to his will being done on the earth, and that does mean that things need to be done a bit differently. And no to anything that doesn't agree with Jesus. So I hope as we come to Pentecost and we worship like this together, that whatever department we're in, I hope you don't mind me calling them departments, just want to make the distinction because so often we refer to them as you know this is my church you know it's actually it's his church I hope we can agree together to be praying your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 